This is the Mark West Sports Podcast. I'm Marcus Benjamin. He's West Pierre. We give you that real sports talk from a South Florida, Dade County perspective. And we do give you some hip hop news as well. And unfortunately, I have to deliver this uh, news uh, as far as one of the greats in hip hop of our era. And, um, you know, just one of the, 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 the greats uh, as far as entertainers is concerned. DMX lost his battle uh, with, you know, substance, substance abuse and was pronounced uh, dead today, uh, Friday, uh, April 9th. Uh, so unfortunate news. Uh, we heard he was on life support for a couple of days. We was hoping he was going to pull through. But, uh, you know, DMX, let, let, let's let's just let's not be sad about it. You know, let's just celebrate him and, you know, what he gave to us as an artist. Uh, I know I, I don't know about for you, Wes, but growing up, he was one of my favorite artists, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, for me, like one of the best, you know, when Pac died, you feel me like it had, I had a little void because listening to Pac before listening to Big, you feel me? Um, it just giving giving you a background of how um, you know Pac affected me before DMX. You know, like if Pac didn't deal with you, I was not listening to your music. You feel me? And then when he went ahead and passed away, I was able to give other artists that he was beefing with an actual chance, even you though know, it had nothing to do with me. I know I, I know I know a bunch of dudes that was just like you. I, I it, it was like it was like when we was growing up, it's like you had to choose a side. You know, there you, you go. You chose West Coast or you chose East Coast. There was there was rare people like myself and other people who rode with me who like both, you know, like who legitimately like both East Coast, West Coast, down South, you know. But uh, DMX is one of them rappers who really transcended the game. Exactly. exactly. He was liked by both coasts. Exactly. And, and, and um, not just saying that, you feel me? I seen a video on social media like, you're saying v DMX was welcome in every hood. You feel me? And he could he could go ahead and and, and walk, got his chains on, and 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 people ain't gonna try him because you know that they, they know that he's a hundred. So when I actually heard that he actually um you know suffered from an overdose, yeah, it, 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 you know for me it just was like really, right? Nah. You feel me? I'm that's, like how? That's you exactly know how I felt too. That's you know? exactly how I too. I'm like, you just did the versus battle with Snoop Dogg that was tight. One of the best versus battles that I ever seen, let alone you already, you know, on one of the best artists that I actually heard because you feel what I'm saying like you really gave us that street. You gave us the real, you know, yeah. um, you know, at the end of the day, like um, what you've seen from him is what you actually got. Same like the Mark Westport podcast, you know what you're getting when you come over here. But, you know, um, it just really was unfortunate to hear that, you know, we, we I think it was last week when we actually heard it originally when we was recording the podcast that DMX, you know, suffered the, 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 um, the um, they said relapse. overdose slash heart attack and possibly a relapse from doing um, drugs. And, you know, which I kind of found kind of odd, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's funny how every time, um, you know, um, these artists like speak against you know, um, the music industry or higher powers or the elites of the music industry, somehow they find a way to die. You got Michael Jackson, overdose, some way find a way to die. Prince, start talking about um, the higher ups, boom, sooner than later, sooner than later, 
he wound up dying. Whitney Houston, same thing. Old Dirty Bastard, same thing. Now then you got DMX, the guy that you know that prays on on practically every performance that he ever done. He prays, you know, and, and if if you know um you're going against certain powers, then then what you who you praying to, you they're definitely on are, are not on that side. So you know, hopefully they didn't um kill him like I'm thinking that they actually did. Because, you know, it, for real, because it, it, it just don't make any sense. You know, you just came out with this uh, Rough Riders Chronicles. They made money on that. Then you came out with the what, what the versus ba on battle. And again, like I said, one of the best versus battle that me, you, anybody else ever seen. Besides the, the uh, a few other versus battle that was somewhere up there, but not close. You feel what I'm saying? Right. It's just really unfortunate that that wind up happening. But but I'm still going to have my beliefs on foul play when it comes to because coincidences for me all the time is not a coincidence. You feel me? So so, you know, I'm tired of hearing, oh, he died or she died from a, a bad pack or a bad, bad batch. And these people are rich. You feel me? If they dealing with that, with drugs, they dealing with the pure. They dealing with the best. Yeah, but, you know but I mean? <laughs> on, Dmx, he he's been having this issue for a while now. Yeah, and the yeah, first time I heard, first time I heard this news, I, I was disappointed. I was disappointed because you know, like you just alluded to, the versus battle was incredible, and just to see Dmx, you know, in his element, you know, there with Snoop, it was just great to see. And you just you were just thinking like, okay, we, Dmx is gonna be around for a while, and he's you know he's not on that path of self-destruction and for, for this to happen was, was just kind of sad to hear definitely even more sad today to find out that he passed but I but I was disappointed in, in just knowing that he had uh, I guess a relapse from you know years of of drug abuse and I just want to touch on on just DMX as an artist though man DMX kind of gave you that real street grimy New York um type of style and, and, it's, and he had an original style to me than you know of rappers previous first song i heard him on was four three two one with uh with ll and cannabis and um forget who else was on uh on that track oh red man was on that track red and meth were, were on that track as well and from then you were like who is this dude because he was like with that flow and i'm just like yo who is this dude you know and the next thing you know he's like featured on everything he's featured on money power respect he's featured on mace's album he's featured on um on onyx album he's featured on just 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 every artist that was that was big in those days he was featured on he's featured in jay-z's album he's featured in uh in uh i think uh big pun one of big pun songs as well it's just it's just crazy the list of features that he had alone, just the features. Exactly, then, exactly. You know, the features were amazing. And then there was this this uh mixtape that it was that had all his features and then some of his songs, including his first one that really kind of blew up was Get At Me Dog, mm -hmm. you know. And from that point on, I've been a fan, you know. Oh, yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I, I was actually a fan before that, but but that solidified it, his fandom. That it's dark and, and it's hell is hot album. You can play that front to back. And then the next album, he came out within the same year or like a year later. You're like, wow, this dude just put out two classic albums. In the same year. Yeah, basically in the span of a year, year and a half or something like that. You're like, wow, this this guy is really going to be a, a legendary rapper. You already thought that when he came out with his two 
with his two albums. So uh, just and then he goes into acting. You know, he he had a couple of acting roles. Yeah, that, that, one that of the best good. actors. Yeah, you know, yeah. Piggybacking off what you're saying, guy. like, oh yeah, yeah with Aaliyah. Oh, yeah, with Aaliyah. I mean, come on, man. Like he, and then like one more thing before you go into it. He was the first real concert that I actually ever went to, bro. Like the, oh, the Survival of the Illest tour, um, which was, you know, basically Death Squad, DMX, Mob Deep was at this concert, Mega was at this concert. It was like, and he was the headliner. He was the one at the of end. Course. Come on, you know, of course. Like, and and he was amazing. He was like, you know, everything that he definitely was the show, and I'll never forget. You know, he will forever be that memory for me as my first real, not like a concert, not like a club concert, but like a real concert. It was at the amphitheater, um, you know, in Bayfront Park, you know, outside. I mean, it, it was the first concert that I that I ever really, you know, really remember. So, you know, rest in peace to DMX. He'll forever be in my heart, my memory. Um, you know, Big Doll lives on forever. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, piggybacking off what you were saying, like, uh, and Chris is chiming in. He's saying that he was there also. But but yeah, when it comes to DMX, you know, That's like right. first first time I actually heard him. I mean, I think I heard him before, but what really made me focus on him was the Rough Rider anthem. You feel me? Because you gotta understand, we from down south. They from up there. You feel me in New York, and you know, it seemed like it was the East Coast Western West Coast thing. You feel me? People wasn't really giving no down south rappers any props, so we were still listening to the Outkast. The eight balls, MJGs, the UVKs, Hot yeah. Boys, and certain things like that, you know. So, so you know, um, when I actually heard the Rough Rider anthem, I'm like, "Who the hell is this?" And he <laughs> looked like Pot, ah, uh, and he got the cross on his back like Pot. I'm like, "Yo, that's a son." Yeah. You feel know I me? Mean? He already had four points because he remind reminded me of Pop, somebody that really didn't care, somebody that he's gonna give it to you raw and uncut, you know. He's going to tell you exactly what's on his mind. If you don't like it, then F it. You feel what I'm saying? So, so again, you know, and then he showed you a, a, a softer side with, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. I remember when I'm watching that video and I was like, you know, he had the little pit boy and he was feeding the pit boy his bologna and stuff like that or whatever it was. I think it was bologna or like a piece of turkey um, like that comes from like the, 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 the package if you make a sandwich meat, you know, something like that. So, so I, I remember watching that part, you know, and the dog actually um, getting older, him actually maturing. So, so it kind of, you know, with DMX, he, he gave you everything. Same like with Pop, you know, he gave you, you know, that, that rough hardcore stuff, you know, he gave you that real stuff at all times. And he also, also gave you like the sens sensitive sides. And even sometimes, even a lot of the times, more than any other rapper, the spiritual side, you know what yeah. I'm saying? He's the yeah. first. He said that. He's one of the first rappers that when you listen to his spiritual song, like you can listen to it. It's not like, oh, I'm going to skip this song. Ah, I don't want to listen to it. No, nah, it actually was tight. You feel me? I'm like, you know, that's how you know somebody like him. He was well, well-rounded in, in his craft when it comes to hip hop, period. Most people can't do that. You know, and like I said, you know, um, I'm hearing recently, like, you know, and I didn't know that as well. That's why I put, um, said that when Marcus was actually speaking was, you know, he was like one of the first artists to come out with two albums at the same time in one year. Drop yeah. an album, wait a few months, you feel me? Of course, make that bread off that first album and then boom again off the second album. And he was the first artist to do that. And I didn't even know that. 
You know what I'm saying? Of course, you know, you got certain um, artists like Master P that came out with a double CD before other people. He was, he got his own line of the first. You feel know I me? Mean? So shout out to DMX, rest in peace. I really, really was like disappointed in that. I, it it kind of made me question like, yo, how did people around him even allow that to happen? But knowing him, he's going to do what he want regardless. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, is this like someone that's trying to kill themselves? I can't watch you 24-7. You feel me? Eventually, when I go to, you know, live my life as well, you know, that could be the opportunity you try to uh, um, kill yourself. So that probably was the same situation, not saying that he tried to kill himself. But again, his family, his friends, you know, they can't watch him 24-7. You know what I'm saying? So he easily um, could have relapsed, like Marcus said. But again, for me, it always screamed foul play when everything just it happens a certain way and people just like how 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 again like i said michael jackson prince whitney houston old dirty bastard you feel know I me mean? all these artists that spoke against the elites the people that got the bread you know they wind up passing and they always be an overdose you know and um kind of sullies the name and the legacy of that artist some way or somehow you know what I'm yeah, saying? yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, as far as it being tarnishing his 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 legacy or his image, uh, for us long term, uh, I, I mean, not not for us personally, but for like you know, I guess society and the the public eye. Like he's gonna in, in the court of public opinion, he's gonna look bad as to the way he died because it you know, like you said, alleged you know, drug overdose or, or whatever. But, um, you know, for, for people like us, hip hop heads who, who love hip hop since the 90s, I mean, he's he's forever going to live in our hearts, uh, you know, until the end of time, you know. Yeah, rest uh, in peace. Yeah, rest in peace to DMX. And, you know, another other big news this week was Deshaun Watson. You know, Deshaun Watson, in his situation, every week, like it's like a new thing every week with Deshaun Watson. You know, um, you know now these well, well, a couple of women. I think we stated this before that a couple couple of women came out and really just said that, uh, you know, uh, came out publicly and said that he, you know, committed sexual assault uh, against them. Exactly. So. so it's it's a never-ending saga. He lost his uh, endorsement deals this week with Nike and others. So even if he's proven uh, innocent, uh, he still his his legacy is is basically tarnished uh, to this point. And I just want I want to pose pose a question. You know, like it say say if he is convicted, right? And Wes, you are a, a GM of a football team, not the Houston Texans, because he's not going to be playing for them. Okay. But on, under what under what uh, circumstances would you say no to Deshaun Watson as a player being on your football team? Um, if it's found like really for a fact that he either raped him, acting inappropriately meaning like your meat jumping a little bit because a female is actually rubbing in between your legs. I'm a man, I'm who's not gonna get you roused at that situation. And I'm pretty sure he don't got grandma actually giving him that massage. It has to be someone that's probably looking a little right. You feel me? You know, where you already probably attracted a little bit. You, you know, especially Sean Watson, he's not married. 
you know, um, and, and, you know, some people are going to say that he has a girlfriend, but again, you know, a lot of people don't say, it, you know, it don't matter. You, your relationship don't matter until you marry, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, as far as Deshaun Watson and the ever, um, never ending story, you feel me? It's the, this is the movie, the never ending story part three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You with, know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, 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 um, I look at it, you know, I do say it's unfortunate, but that's the only way that I would not actually sign Deshaun Watson. But me, for me, I mean, I would be the first one trying to sign him. I'm like, yo, you know, I could go get him for the cheap. You know, NFL um, teams basically don't have quarterbacks. Look, how, like, come on, Marcus. Look how long the Dolphins been searching for the next Dan Marino. <laughs> you know, how many quarterbacks we've been through. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, I wouldn't have no problem, especially if Tua don't pan out. If Tua can't pan out, and I could go ahead and get Deshaun Watson. I, I already was thinking about trading Tua for him, and I could get him on the streets for the nothing. Oh, hell no! Nah. I'm definitely gonna sign you. I'm gonna be like, hey, Deshaun, we're the best um, team that you can come um, come to because, of course, um, you're 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 not gonna sign that big deal right now. We're giving you a chance right now. Get this money. You know, we a state, we're a state with no state tax. So, you know, that you got more money in your wallet because of that. So, so, um, and we showed interest before. So you got to understand, um, no team wanted to, 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 to have their name attached to you. Um, so now that, now that, now that everything's is done is either you guilty or not guilty. Um, look, we got a, we got a spot for you over here on the Miami Dolphins, you know, um, is always loyalty and, 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 and you know, I, I can't get mad at a man for, for you know, like, I don't understand the inappropriate, though. That's another thing that I don't understand. What, what is inappropriate? You know what see, I'm saying? Because see, see, that's the line that that that's the invisible line that is uh, makes it really complex because anybody could say people can like Deshaun Watson can make a case and say, hey, it was consensual. You know, like, hey, she was in on it as well. Exactly. And so it, it's always his word against hers or hers against his. That's why when with these cases are really complicated because if you wasn't in, if you wasn't in the room, like you don't have real proof that this happened. You mm -hmm. know, so and what makes your 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 story more true than my story? True, right? It, it's going to be hard to prove whatever the truth is. It, it's going to be hard to prove that it is the truth because you, it, it's one worst person against the other. And since he's millionaire quarterback, they're going to say, oh, well, he forced her to do this or he is paying her off to do this. Really? Or, like, 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 that let type me, of thing. But Marcus, think on, about on it. On the woman's side, I just want to say, on the woman's side, they don't, at first, if something this happens and you felt some kind of way about it, the first thing that goes in your head is like, I don't want to be looked at as a hoe. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to come out with this, you know, because even if it's true, even if he did sexual assault me, they're always going to be like, oh, she's just trying to get money. Like we have, you know, wrongfully or accurately assumed, you know, so the women wants to stay away from the controversy. They want to prove what's right, but stay away from the controversy because once their name is in the controversy, you're already going to be pegged as a hoe, no matter but their what name the really but is. their name is not in the media, so they're not painted as anything. He's the only one that's painted as, as a dog, and that, that kind of, you know, 
um, is um, one of the reasons why we jumped on Deshaun Watson because you know you had a judge, a judge then went ahead and ordered another accuser. I think right now two accusers came up, came forward, and, yeah. and, and started speaking now and put their 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 money, their name where their mouth is, which is kind of respectable. But for me, even with those um, um, two individuals, I'm like, look. Marcus, if I'm telling you a story that something happened to me, why do I need to read it, read it off a of paper? This is this happened to me. I don't need to remember it on a paper. Just talk. It's live talk. You're reading off a of paper. Why do you need a paper to remember what actually happened? You know what I'm saying? So for me, I'm already looking at him like, look, this just recently happened to you, supposedly. You know what I'm saying? And you need a paper to remember exactly what happened. You're 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 reading the paper verbatim. Look, hey, it is what it is. But I mean, the judge, I mean, when they, they, got, they got attorneys, and attorneys are going to give them exactly what they should say and how they should be, uh, you know, looked. So they're going to take that advice from the lawyer. Yeah, they're going to take the advice of the lawyer all they want. But look, look, look you got someone like me saying, like, why you got to read it off a of paper? Sometimes just because you, your lawyer tells yeah, you to do something, that doesn't mean that it's the right thing. Eric God gave us all of us a common sense, and you know, even though we know common sense ain't common, of course we do know that. But again, regardless of the fact, like um, I, I, like Deshaun Watson, you know, he could have easily ne- not came out and just paid them. You feel me? Because that's what the lawyer said to do. But hell no, nah, y'all over here thinking that I did this. This is my name. You tripping. Right. I'm going to go ahead and say no. I'm going to fight for, for my name because, you know, someone told me, man, your name is all you got. That, you feel me? That's all you got in this world. You can have a lot of money. You can have this, that, and the other, but if your name's sullied in the dirt, Marcus ain't gonna want to deal with me if he know that I'm a serial killer, if he know that I'm a rapist, a serial rapist. Like, really, it don't matter how long we knew each other. Like, it's known for a fact that I've been at this man's house and he's a serial rapist or he a serial offender or he touches young kids or he just and the other. I don't care about, Mar- I know for a fact, Marcus, Chris, any one of my other homeboys, because that's exactly how I treat you, too. If it comes out that you touching kids and you doing this, that, and the other, or you're a serial rapist or you're a serial murderer, yo, sorry, my friend, you're going to get bad. If it comes out that you didn't do it, like say if if you were in some kind of controversy and it comes out that you didn't do it, I'm going to feel even more bad for you, you know, because they, you know, run through the mud. Of but course, that's of not, but that but that's you or me. That that's you know people who are close to him, you know, or or people who want who are fans of him. But Look, but I, everybody else is gonna be like, oh, this guy, he must have did something. Because of course, of course, of course, and he must have did something. He must be some kind of sleaze ball in some kind of way, and. And some women, some women, and some guys too are gonna be like, "Oh, I don't want that kind of player uh, playing for my football team." And my so my whole really thing is, what I don't like is they make it seem like you remember when I said um, I had said something. He's like, um, when I had said, "Oh, we tamed," then you're like, "Damn, you over here talking like we're over here at wild animals." You feel what I'm saying? Again, that's what the actual I I, I don't like about um, people. Also, when you know when you talk about a dude all of a sudden that he's the one that's aggressive. And then the female is just, oh my God, you feel me? Like, I'm so stupid. I could get taken advantage of us. You feel me? Because I'm a girl. Really? No. Females, when I females, mean, when, I know some females when they happened. want something, I know some females when they want something, they go get it. You feel me? If it's a dude, 
you know, they're going to position themselves to go ahead and, 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 and um, um, talk to that dude. Some people, some females not going to wait. You got certain females. She ain't going to wait for the dude to ask her, ask her to um, marry him. Nah, she's going to ask him. Now that's a rare yeah, but, occasion, but does it happen? Yes, it does. I'm just being rare. real. It's rare. Uh, it's rare. And, and like the majority and historically, yeah, men have beat women. Let, let's just be honest about it. Come on, man. And like, think about it. Sexually so, abused women wait, 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 wait. than a woman uh, does the opposite. Hold up, hold up, hold up, Marcus. You already know uh, it. men are always going to be looked at in that way because that has what has happened. For See, but that's my whole thing is we got to break the cycle. That's the whole thing. You feel me? Like, it's, it will forget history. This is time to change the whole uh, MO. The whole storyline, oh, yeah, if I'm saying, because look about it now, like the women that we see now everywhere, they're not like our moms. You feel me? Like a lot of them really act like thoughts on social media. I'm just being real. A lot of them. I mean, yeah. And come on. But for the majority, from what I see from from my travels of, of the country and the world, it's really a lot of, with South Florida women. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. For me. Big cities. But for nah, the most for me, part. For the most part, women are, um, you know, passive when it comes to coming out about certain situations, including sexual misconduct, because they exactly. want to be depicted. As Hold on, wait, 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 wait. You know, you know. Well, think about it, Marcus. If a dude get raped, right? You think he gonna come out and say he got raped? That's the same thing, right? He's gonna exactly. go to the grave. No, no, no. It's worse for a man. Because this is your manhood now. You feel me? Like, yeah, like, like yeah, you going to take that to the grave, my friend. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but so, not saying that. that take it to the grave is what I'm see, saying. See, see, see. But it's different. It's different. Like, again, I do understand that the women, you know, traumatized the men are traumatized behind that. But for me, I think I think a man will, 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 will be less likely to come out and say something than a female. You feel me? Not saying that, you know, like, like because of the manhood situation, they be like, yo, Wes, you let the boy take that? What was going on with you? You know what I'm saying? They go, you know, so, so he probably, you, you're not going to say nothing. Female, on the other hand, I understand it's wrong. I understand, you know, uh, uh, but, but again, you know, uh, 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 we normally see the, the, the man, you know, and the female, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, with that attraction, period. You know what I mean? It's not saying that, you know, she, it was consensual or not consensual. We just know that storyline. But the one where the man, you're right, we normally don't see that storyline. You know what I'm saying? If that yeah, storyline is happening, it's probably in jail. You know what I'm saying? And again, they're going to take it to the grave. I know they is. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, naturally, yeah. But, you know, you, you, you just got to have... They're going to be shame-faced, shame-faced. Common sense, women are, are raped uh, a lot more than men are raped. All right, boom. Let me give like you an example. A, a, a great majority because oh no, nah, like come on, Marcus, that's a not great the majority. Majority. I'm not I'm saying, saying that saying, women like, don't. You bringing that up, like I mean, I'm not saying that women don't get. Uh, uh, I'm saying that women men get raped at a higher rate than women. No, that's not right, the same. Right, right. I'm that's saying why. is like if a man get raped, most likely because of his pride. And, yeah, his, and his, he's not going to say nothing. He's going to take it to the grave. You know yeah, what I'm we saying? know that, but there's a lot of women who take it to the grave, too. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I, I feel think you. it's probably it's still more, as much as many men out there that take that to the grave, there's still more women 
that take Oh, that yeah, away. of course. We're not talking about the rate. We're not talking about the rate. That is not the, look at you over here trying to make me look crazy on social media. I'm not trying to make you look crazy. I just <laughs> make it clear, you know, um, but women basically who are sexually assaulted go through. I know of women who've gone through sexual assault and still haven't brought it up to that person whoever it was sometimes it's an uncle but again we're never gonna get a we're never gonna get a clear number we're never gonna get a clear number on those things you feel me because um at the end of the day like i said men ain't gonna come out and say that you know what i'm saying nine out of ten times you feel me they probably not gonna say anything not saying that women are 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 are, it's not happening to women but regardless of the fact we women have more of a platform to actually speak, speak on that Whereas men don't, I know they don't, you know, they don't, you know what I'm saying? So, 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 you know, right now the the focus is, you know, women, you feel me? Because again, how the media and the world portray women are, they're frail. No, they're not frail. You feel me? My mom is tough. Your mom is tough. You feel me? Other people's moms is tough. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, Especially what we've been through. You feel me? Being um, Haitian and this, that, and the other. So, 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 you know, women are not frail. And, and you got to understand behind the strongest man, female right next to him. You feel I me? Mean? Let me say not behind, right next to the strongest man. There's a strong queen. You feel me? Right next to them, giving them the game. Because sometimes we be doing some dumb stuff. Just being real. And then the female got to position this bass like, yo, you trapped it. You feel what I'm saying? But again, I'm going back to what I was saying. That same dude, you know, on, um, you know, what, what, um, Snowfall. You know, the one right now that that's actually um, he's on um, drugs. You feel me right now? And he's one of these big um, drug um, kingpins in, 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 in California. Well, he 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 um, played a role that he got raped uh, 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 when we were younger. He got locked up. You know, um, he it was like four friends. He got locked up. He was one of the friends that got raped in prison. You know what I'm saying? But before he got locked up, he was one of these tough guys. You know what I'm saying? I promise you not. Ever since that movie, he said it was kind of impossible for him to gain roles with certain things because, you know, like people lost respect for him. You feel me? And that's a movie. That's not even real life. That's just giving you an example how if a man come out or if a man give that image that that happened to him, uh, they're going to go ahead and make sure that 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 um you know, something that that man can't have that platform to to go ahead and, and speak on that actual topic. So, um, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, one last thing we were watching, man. I hope he's innocent, but if he is, he's gonna be in categorized with Harvey Weinstein and like these other creeps, you know. So, uh, but would but I would you? I hope he's proven innocent. Yeah, me too. But um, to answer your question again, I'll ask you the question: Would you go ahead and grab him? Because um, if, if it's found that he's clear or even if found that he's guilty, but he's still able to play in the league. Because remember, we got allegedly Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I was, I was, I mean, you answering the question for me because I, I, yeah, definitely. If he's acquitted and he's cleared or charges are dropped, um, you know, mysteriously dropped, just, just <laughs> like with, uh, with Bob Kraft. You know, Bob oh. Kraft, the, the owner of the Patriots, went through this similar situation and then those charges mysteriously got dropped and no one even really talked about Bob Kraft he's still an owner making millions uh with you know owning a a, a maybe a billion dollar franchise I don't know what the, the actual number is but he's still able to do his thing no problem so why not Michael Vick came back 
and played and did his thing. Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, he was in controversy, I would say, for like a couple of months, came back and played, you know, like so, you know, and then we already talked about Kareem Hunt also, you know, got a chance to come back after kicking the girl on, on camera. So, yeah, I think he deserves a shot back. And, you know, I, I don't want to see him blackballed like the Ray Rices or the Colin Kaepernick's. You know, I, I don't want to see that happen to him. Where Oh, no, he's a quarterback. You know, they love the quarterback. So, hey, you know. <laughs> Kaepernick was a quarterback too, man. But. Yeah, Kaepernick was a quarterback. Was But Kaepernick was – um he was not the greatest quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he should have been in the league. At least. Yeah, me too. I, I you know, I do agree on that. Back. I definitely yeah. agree on that. Ray Rice was kind of, you know, he wasn't doing too great, you know, um, at that particular good. time. He was good, but he okay. was not giving the numbers when when they were in, going to the Super Bowl and stuff like that. He kind of was on a decline in his career-wise, not going up, you know. So, so you know, the um, the 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 running back, they never really last in the league. So, you know, might as well part ways because, you know, running backs come a dime a dozen. The quarterback, on the other hand, you know, it's a different story. And, you know, Deshaun Watson, I think, is a better passer, a better, you know, everything. Then he's basically a Colin Kaepernick 2.0 because he's better than Colin Kaepernick in every aspect of the game. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, until now, he always had a great reputation, you know, with people, with the media, you know, and certain things like that. But again, another thing that would make me just kind of, you know, like give him another chance is it's just kind of like what, what happened to Mike Tyson. Somebody come to your house at three o'clock in the morning. Uh -oh, when like, what, what do you what, what are we coming over here to do? Play video games? No, we're not coming over here to play video games. Or if I, I go to your house to get a massage. Like, really? Come on, man. Really? I'm going to right. your house. That's very inappropriate. You know what I'm saying? In yeah. its own. You know what I'm saying? Why am I going to your house? To get the massage you know what i'm right. saying and she's gonna go ahead and say oh you know for whatever reason but that's inappropriate in its own you know what i'm saying and yeah, you, you, you know so so i'm already looking at it like foul play so you know we don't need to stay too much on this topic already again because it's a never again a never ending story again yeah. it's just a never ending story part three you know <laughs> So, yeah. so, so. <laughs> yeah, that story keeps developing and we'll, we'll see what happens next week because you know it's going to be some new news that comes out. Uh, exactly. Some, some news that also came out this week, some sad news, some more sad news. Sorry to give you all this sad news on the Mark West Sports Podcast. It's like but, 2020 is seeping into 2021. <laughs> I don't know what's going uh, on. Yeah, you know, but um, one of, one of our, our hometown kids from the crib, Travis Rudolph, played for St. Thomas Aquinas, played for Florida State when they won the championship. He was their leading receiver when Florida State won the championship with Jameis Winston in 2013. Uh, he had a small stint in the NFL, played a couple of years, but, you know, was out of the NFL after a couple of years, which is, you know, actually pretty common. Uh, you know, not everybody makes it uh, to the NFL, even the great players from college. He uh, murdered, uh, allegedly murdered, um, you know, uh, a couple of individuals in Palm Beach this week, and he's in jail. Unfortunately, there was another guy, uh, another Philip Adams. Philip Adams killed five people in South Carolina, then took his own life after the situation. Coward. So, it, yeah, it, it's a sad situation uh, with football players and just them falling off the deep end. And it's just unfortunate to see, but this is a, a, a common ongoing theme that we do see with football players. It could be a result of CTE, which is, you know, the 
basically head injury, um, you know, condition of just taking too many blows to the head. Uh, I saw a concussion, by the way. I don't know if you've seen this movie, but that movie is, was, I, I just saw it recently, too. The one with Will Smith? Yeah, the one with Will Smith. Bad on me for finally seeing that movie, me, me being a football guy. But um, it really kind of revealed um, exactly what it was and, and you know, why, why it's important to, you know, not have these concussions and why we have targeting as an actual rule now and whatnot. So, yeah, I think it does play a part. And not only that, though, but it's really just the life after football part. I think a lot of these guys are not really prepared to take on life right after, right after football. Most of these kids come from the hood, you know? And if after football, they think, first of all, they think football is their only way out of the hood. And then once football over, they come back to the hood. And then they get into, into trouble that they wouldn't have been if they was playing football. So I think this is kind of along those lines of situation. And it's just a sad situation that we keep seeing with football players. Well, for me, I mean, personally, I, I think that person is the person that he always was. You know what I'm saying? Like when it ultimately come down to it, because, you know, like right now, it seems like everyone's using CTE as a crutch to why, you know, you did this, that, and the other. If you took your own life because you're suffering from headaches and you're suffering from certain things, then I kind of feel you. Kind of like what happened to Junior Seahoff. He didn't kill yeah. his family. He didn't kill random people. He killed himself and he 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 wrote, you know, like, you know, my brain, you know, put it in to get studied. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? So I understand that situation compared to somebody where they're like, oh, it's probably CTE, the reason why he actually did what he did. And I think that's all bull for me. You know, personally, I think, you know, like um, when you have money, if you're a giver, you feel me? When you get all this other money, this extra money, you're still going to be a giver. You're not going to change. You know what I'm saying? And if you're someone that's selfish, if you're someone that's selfless, you're going to go ahead and be that same person, you know, when you have the money. And then when you lose the money because you don't know what to do with the money. And, you know, again, you know, they tend to give people, um, throw the money at people and people are stupid. Now, nowadays, people are um, a little bit more stupid. Um, smarter with their money, of course. But again, you got other people that aren't happy with themselves because I always tell people if you're not happy with, if you, if other people are the reason why you're happy, then you will never be happy. You got to be happy with yourself, you know, and, you know, everybody else is just a plus, if anything, you know, even if they don't change your actual mood. Because me, when I succeed, you know, like I, me just succeeding is already good for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need somebody to give me a pat on the back and be like, oh, Wes, great job. Like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take that too, but it's not going to, you know, change any direction that I'm going. You know what I'm saying? So so these these individuals that, that have money and, and they lose the money, it kind of wind up showing who they really is. They were always troublemakers. Football just masked that because at the end of the day, you know, you're going to school, after school, you're at practice for long periods of time. You know what I mean? Like, what time do you actually do to really get in trouble? Now, you right. still do got time to get in trouble because, again, you got that logo on the back. You know, a lot of people from the crib used to yeah. get in trouble. And what actually changed, you know, their path was actual football. But and, and some people still got in trouble. But again, at the end of the day, you know, like great players tend to, you know, um, mature. You know, it, it may take a little while for them to mature. But, yeah. you know, great players stay in the league a little longer 
and, and, and able to really get that 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 immaturity out of their system, you know, even though they matured when they was like 35, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Instead right. of maturing when you're 25 or 26 or, you know what I'm saying? It takes, sometimes yeah, it takes a little longer for people, you know, <laughs> to actually mature. But again, like I said, you know, it, it's kind of like going back to, um, um, I got a, not a story, but you know, my, my, my father-in-law, he retired, boom. And he told me before he actually retired, he had spoke to um, another individual that retired, like I, I would say months or probably a few months or a year um, before he retired. And, you know, he had nothing to do. So he would go back to the job and be at the gate and say, hi, you feel me? Like, and you know that he's miserable because this is all he actually knew was actually, you know, um, cause you know, my, my father-in-law, he's, he's a, he was a mailman before he actually retired. So relationships with all different type of people and stuff like that. And you got to understand, um, um, you know, his, his coworker, you know, like you retired, you would think he's going to be at the crib or the beach or doing some, you know, vibing. And he will always come back, you know, to the, to the, to the mail station, you know, because, you know, and a lot of people wind up dying um, early because when they do retire, they have no plan. They don't know what to do. Now, sometimes they die because they're older, but same thing with these guys, they have nothing to do. So they're going to find a way to get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? So hey, it is what it is. I don't think it's CTE. I just think is, you know, the true color shining bright, you know, um, and, and, and that's what I got on that topic. So, yeah, an, an unfortunate situation for those guys. Um, hopefully, you know, they, they can turn things around or hopefully they get acquitted. Hopefully it's just allegedly, hopefully just things just work out for those guys. But it's unfortunate news to hear about Travis Rudolph and um, Philip Adams. So other news this week, uh, you know, everybody's got an opinion. We got opinions. You know, this is a podcast. We got opinions here on the Mark West Sports Podcast. Uh, and there's talking heads everywhere, you know, and talking Todd McShay, Todd McShay is one of those talking heads. I actually admire his, his work, you know, but as far as some of his opinions, I kind of disagree with, but I'm not going to agree with everything. And which, and which brings me to the story. And my, my point is, uh, well, first off, Najee Harris running back from Alabama, probably likely going to be the first running back taken in the draft hopefully by the Miami Dolphins, Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so this guy uh, comes out and tells Todd McShay to kiss his ass because Todd McShay said some things about his acceleration said he is, you know, has some flaws in acceleration and in the catching game. So Najee Harris can't comes back and says, Hey, I wasn't given a lot of opportunities and tells him to kiss my ass. For me, we, you just talked about maturity, right? You know, like at, my first thought is always like, okay, you got to be mature enough. People, everybody's going to have an opinion on you, especially in the draft. Everybody feels like they're an expert. On especially coming from Alabama. Right. Especially coming from Alabama. So you come in from a lineage of, of running backs like Derrick Henry and uh, Mark Ingram. And I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, as far as uh, running back. So you already have a standard to live up to. So people who, who like Alabama is going to judge you. People who watch football is going to judge you. Just everybody's just going to judge you on, on your performance. So you don't need to take that seriously. You don't need to clap back on somebody who just does this for a job to make opinions that, I mean, I, I'm not mad totally about you clapping back because it's your opinion. 
everybody's entitled to opinion. If somebody says something about you, you are entitled to clap back on somebody. But at the same time, if he says something about your acceleration or, or your, you, you know, he hasn't seen enough from you catching the football, that's just his opinion. It's not like he said something about your family. He, he's actually doing his job as a, as a quote unquote scout analysis. He's actually doing his job and saying his opinion on what he thinks. That's what he gets paid to do. For you to come out and say, kiss my ass, just looks immature. You know, it just seems like, like immature, like, oh, kiss my ass. Like what? You should say like, hey, all right, I'm going to show y'all or I'm going I'm to use that as motivation or you're going to see what I do and Anybody who picks a running back before me is going to feel sorry for themselves. That's the type of answer that I want to hear from my future running back. I don't know well, about well, me knowing that we have the number six and the number 18 pick, I'm kind of was happy that he said that. So just in case <laughs> there was a team that wanted to draft him before the 18th pick, they could be like, oh, yeah, he is immature. Todd Machete was right. You feel me? And then the Miami Dolphins can go ahead and swoop down like a vulture and go <laughs> ahead and scoop him up you know, for the Miami Dolphins and join the Miami Dolphins team. But again, um, I, I totally agree with everything that you're saying, you know, um, as far as like how he should have answered the question, you know, but I, you know, kind of like with KD, you know, I kind of, you know, feel like, you know, if people say certain things about you, you know, then you should go ahead and be able to address that situation. How you actually address that. Another reason why it makes me think he's really more mature because like you just seen what happened to KD. You know what I'm saying? It was not as horrible as um you ain't say anything as horrible as kd did you know yeah. what i mean but but again you like why would you say that and i'm like another reason i'm like why would you say that right now knowing that you about to go in the draft they trying to use anything exactly. to go ahead and use against you to have you fall you see what they're doing to the quarterback of, of ohio state saying that he's yeah. late to practice and he leaves early you feel me same thing like what happened to tonsil all these individuals y'all dropping you know, and again, I don't mind because you will make a great asset to the Miami Dolphins. You feel me? I'm thinking team first and um, before anything. But but for yeah, real, yeah. you know, he should have he should have really um, thought about that. And and again, people that are sensitive normally don't think things through. And clearly he didn't think it through. You know, yeah. certain people are going to bait you right now and see, you know, if they could push your buttons. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying like you leaving so much money on the table. You feel me? Like, like, come on, man. Like that comment, probably five million, four million dollars that you left on the table if you did drop. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you need to watch your mouth uh, 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 um, and watch what you say in particular times because, again, this ain't Alabama no more. This is the big boy league. You feel me? Right. You know, everything is scrutinized. You feel what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, you see what's going on with the song on Watson. You see what's going on with, with, with certain pay on players. So, you should learn from other people on lessons. Like my mom used to tell me sometimes, like, you don't have to go through um, stuff to actually learn. You feel me? I can learn from your lessons too. You feel what I'm saying? Exactly. All you need to do, all exactly. I need to do is just know. And you know, in GI Joe, they say knowing is half the battle. And you knew what's going on right now, you know? So so you you need to um find a way to um hopefully build back your, I wouldn't apologize. I would, I would, I would stand on it. You feel me? Because it's going to yeah, make you look bad already, now too. If you apologize, it's already said, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, but, but again, he's not going to be the first and he ain't going to be the last person to criticize you. You know what I'm saying? Especially in the league, you feel me? And especially coming from Alabama, because you go come from a lineage of great stars. You got number five and four star players on the team. I don't even know if y'all got a two star or one star on that team. 
You know what I'm saying? I don't even think it exists. You know what I'm saying? So just the plain fact, you should already know and you should already know and been prepared for this because you come from Alabama and Alabama gets scrutinized. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, it is what it is. Just another sign of the immaturity that Thomas Shea was actually speaking on. Yeah, absolutely. So we touched a little bit about the Miami Dolphins home team. So let's talk about the Miami Heat. I see, I see you over there, boy, with, with the <laughs> background. You, you, got, you got the new new players on there. You got Oladipo. You got Ariza on there. Okay, I, I, I feel you. I don't feel the jerseys. You know, I, I still yeah, my, yeah, 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 my, yeah. my 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 opinion on the jerseys is still. It feels like it's a gender reveal gone wrong. <laughs> But it's all right. It still looks fresh, though, because you still, you know, represent 305 in the back. But uh, last night, the Miami Heat, they played the L.A. Lakers, the LeBron-less L.A. Lakers. The and the uh, Adam Davis-less from the Lakers. The uh, uh, L.A. Lakers and the Kuzma-less oh, Lakers. Yeah. So, yeah, they were playing with um, Andre Drummond, who looks like he's going to be a beast. He does what he does. He gets rebound. Yeah, like, That's all he does. He like, oh, my God. Like, he's a rebound monster, and I'm still mad that he's not on the team because if he was on our team, oh, my I God. I would say we we, we were um, favored in the East. Going to the championship, you know, yeah. uh, like hands down. So it, it was kind of a tough game because it felt like when you was watching it and we were talking this in, in, in pre-production that – they the game was way closer than it than it should be you know like they it was almost like they were playing a little nervous for some reason you know like they weren't playing with confidence and um you know they ended up winning the game and i think it was maybe about an eight point uh victory uh mm-hmm. and Jimmy butler hit free throws in the end to kind of seal the game um you know the lakers just didn't have enough when you when you don't got those three guys they're, they're not a championship level team they're barely even a playoff team uh, without those three guys that were not playing. Um, you know, this reminds me, shit, th- this is off topic, but this reminds me, I don't know if you saw this, Wes. Did you see what LeBron tweeted out today or like uh, put on his Instagram, I thought it was? Did you see this? I, I heard something about it saying like, you know, the league, I guess, going to be in a surprise for yeah. something. This, this dude said a storm is coming. Like, really, bro? Like, yo, this this is classic LeBron, like, <laughs> like wanting to bring attention to himself. It's like, like hi, you don't see me? You don't yeah, see like, me? Yeah, like, KD's been in the news for, like, the past week and a half, and he's like, oh, what, what, what you mean, KD? It's not about KD. It's about LeBron. So he has to put something out. You already got Space Jam coming out, you know? And I already got kind of got my feelings about you, coming out with a sequel to space jam because i feel like it's kind of a copy uh you know copycat type of thing to do yeah but i, I ain't gonna lie um, seeing that seeing the the the, the actual commercial it it, it do I mean, seem like it's gonna be good great. yeah the trailer looks great and it, you know i mean i just you know some feelings about it because i'm a lebron hater that that's been well documented <laughs> but no, like no, you're not a lebron hater you're a lebron Fact checker, you feel me? That's what you are. You feel me? We speak yeah, fact, facts on LeBron James on the Mark and, Westport podcast. <laughs> right, and one of those facts was this 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 social media post today. I think was just ridiculous. LeBron, like, stop it, just stop it with with your nonsense, bro. Like, uh, like, stop it with your nonsense, bro. Like, a storm is coming, really. Like, we we really need to see that. 
You know, like that, that's why I love to root against LeBron. Like, like rooting against LeBron is like rooting against like Alabama for me or the Florida Gators or, or the New York Jets or the Patriots. You know, it's like it's like rooting, rooting against him. Like it, it's great. But the, the one good thing about it is like it fuels my fire to hate you more. And when you lose, it gives me that much more satisfaction. Boom! Like as far as the LeBron tweet, I mean, no, 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 no. It's always welcome at the Mark Westport podcast when we bring up LeBron, when we bring up Tom Shady and Bill Belichick. Those three people, you know, we we always gonna find a way to go ahead and put them in um our our, our production. You feel me? But as far as his 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 his, his statement, like it just shows me and shows everybody who you really are. You know, and who you really is. You know what I'm saying? You know, when you lost the first time, the first championship over here in Miami, it kind of showed who you were. Because I really, I don't, I knew you from afar. I knew that you was a great player. You know, you dunked a lot, this, that, and the other. I knew that you couldn't go get past the, the Celtics. You know, I knew that, 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 you know, you couldn't get past the Spurs. You feel me? And you had to come over here and learn how to actual win, actually win. Which was, you know, a good thing, you know, because I, I'd rather have you on my team compared to this LeBron James right now winning and me having to deal with that when when, when Wade was here. We, thank God we never really played you in the playoffs. You feel me? I don't know if they did that on purpose, you know, but Miami tend, tend to not play LeBron in the playoffs like when we had um, D. Wade on, on roster. But, but again, you know, typical LeBron. You know, um, but for, for, for some reason, I kind of agree with what he's saying, even though I don't like what, what he's saying, because I seen nah, Drummond. Not. Did you not see Drummond house and shit? <laughs> like, like, come yeah. on. You feel yeah, me? You remember I mean, what I, I was saying last time? You I get me? it. I said, Andre Drummond, we need him because he just be house and shit under the rim. You know what I'm saying? And he played the first, like, First uh, on quarter, he had like 12 points and like eight rebounds. First yeah. quarter, you know what I'm saying? And he had a toe injury. Like your nail, the, the nail on his big toe came off, completely off. And he was able to ball like that. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, like come <laughs> on. That, well, and going back to what you were saying, Kuzma's gone. LeBron is gone. AD is gone. And they were able to do that, and it was able to be a close game. Imagine AD and, and, and Drummond, AD playing the, the power forward, and Drummond being the center. Now, remember, that in the championship, AD was housing shit like Drummond was doing yesterday. Like, come on. So imagine both yeah. of them on the floor at the same time. I'm not trying to imagine it. You know what I'm saying? I just want to hate on LeBron for his comments. I feel what you're saying. I mean, I understand like it, it, it made some sense or has some merit to it or whatever, but like LeBron with your, with your nonsense, stop it. Just stop it. Like if I got to be like Stevie and A and say, stop it, just stop. It. You know, just stop it. Okay. You know, but I don't want to see that. Now you did say uh, Andre Drummond was housing dudes last night, but he got housed one time by Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo dunked it on this fool, man. Yep. And it was yep. fantastic. It was great um, over one of the best shot blockers in his league. But unfortunately, on the play, Victor Oladipo seemed like he, he might have tweaked his knee. And I think instantly every Heat fan was like, Lord, <laughs> we just got this player. 
He's supposed to be the difference maker. He's really starting to. You could tell he's starting to get his feelings of what his role. Yeah, he was, he was. He was leading the Heat in scores. He was he leading the Heat in scores before he got injured. So yeah, you know, yeah. he was actually coming into his own, like we were saying. So yeah. So yeah, he was coming off of an injury anyway. Uh, he had a quad injury that he was was dealing with. He was coming back from. So now everybody's thinking like, damn, did we get somebody who is like an injury prone type of player? Let's hope not. But like, it was just disappointing to, to see him go out because if he was still in the game, I don't think the game would have been as close, close. as it was towards the end because uh, it was kind of back and forth, but NBA is always back and forth. It's really all about the fourth quarter. And, you know, if you can extend that lead and it seemed like they just could not extend the lead Dragic was having a bad game um bam wasn't really he was doing his normal bam stuff but he wasn't doing extra bam stuff offensively. because of drumming <laughs> right <laughs> exactly and jimmy was having an average jimmy game which is still a good game for jimmy but he, yeah he had 28 points 28 points if you yeah 28 yeah yeah 28 wow. points you know <laughs> you know bam i think had 18 to 19 points had like 10 rebounds <laughs> yeah so if if, if oladipo um, by the way, Chris Rebel, Chris Rebel did this thing last night, which had me laughing. He was like, you know how the song goes, Puerto Rico, ho. He was like, Puerto Rico, ho. Oh, <laughs> you like, had to oh, use that, okay. my boy. <laughs> ho. So I was just like, man, if he was in this game for the rest of the game, then it'd be a different game. And we're a different team with that type of player. I don't know what the word is yet on his injury. Um, but well, hopefully it's not something serious. Well, I kind of had heard like a little something, a little rumbling about it. I mean, from, from Bam Adebayo, you know, this is before they actually did any tests. And of course, you know that the Miami Heat, we tend to be secretive. You know, we're not going to tell you exactly what's going on. We just, you, we, we may have a knee injury. We're going to say it's a back injury. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but we don't need you attacking our player in that particular um, um, part of his body that is, you know, healing. You know what I mean? So again, yeah. It was obvious, you know, he wound up having a um, uh, knee injury, you know, um, kind of to be honest with you, he had the injury before he actually dunked. You could kind of see it. if you've seen the replay, like it's like he tweaked it before he knew that's why he actually jumped at that particular time. You feel mm -hmm. me? And then when he was landing, he landed on one of his foots, the one that the, the one that wasn't injured. And then he kind of hobbled off the actual court. So, so from Bam Adebayo, Bam Adebayo said, you know, after the game, you know, he was um, cheering the, the rest of the players, you know, in the locker room, and it seemed like he was fine. Hopefully, it's, that's what it is, you know, take yeah. some more time to actually vibe and chill. But again, you know, he actually, actually has I'm said. I'm looking it up right now. He's saying that he's going to miss the four-game road trip uh, that, that the Heat are about to be, be on. So it looks like he'll probably just miss four games. As for now. So, Which is cool. You could you could really take that with the Heat. I would think that he would probably really need to miss one game. But you know the Heat. You know they they think about family, family first, and he is part of this family now. So so they probably giving him extra time to actually vibe. To be honest with you, like I looked at it, it was like, well, if he's injured, as long as he's not injured for the whole season, we good because we could go ahead and put um none back into the starting lineup you know, and, and, and um, or also put Dragic back in the starting lineup. 
it because you know he's been you know he's been injured for a while i don't really think he was injured but they said he's been injured they said his back was injured i really think that they're just saying that so they can go ahead and build chemistry with the other players that just wind up coming to the miami heat so um again hopefully it's just something simple and after that four game um road trip we'll go ahead and um be able to get him back and he'll go ahead and and start off where he left off, which was good because he was actually lead, leading the heat yesterday in scores before he actually got um, injured. His threes was actually dropping from when I was seeing, he was like two for two for three in the field. Um, and But that was early on. I think he had like maybe 12 points. A lot of the other points came from threes and came from, from um, the free throw line. So, you know, he's an explosive player. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, like it say two for three, you know, but me looking at his score at that particular time, he had a lot more scores in. So it had to be from the free throw line. Um, and, and, and yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I think well, our medical staff, of course, you know, the University of Miami, we're number one when it comes to, you know, surgery and stuff like that. So he's yeah. at the right place for that yeah. to actually happen if he did have a uh, 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 injury. And he was in Miami. He was not out of town. So all they need to do was take like a 15 minute drive out um, out west and you're right there at the university of miami to get that treatment so um yeah. it is what it is shout out so, to the miami heat once again the the good news is is that your boy you know your boy kendrick nunn is likely coming back from his injury yep. so if we get kendrick, kendrick nunn back in the fold where we really don't miss miss a beat really exactly um, so so hopefully he comes back and he's ready to go. Uh, they say he's going to come back at any point. So he's probably going to come back next game since Old Depot is going to be out. Okay. Um, another player I want to discuss is D Duncan Robinson, who's been balling lately. He's been doing what he can. Now, he's a liability defensively. Defensively, Like, sometimes I watch him defensively, and he, he's it's funny. It's funny to watch him, like, try to guard sometimes, you know. At least he's trying. <laughs> he tries. He tries. Dude, he, dude, he tries, bro. Like, him – him and uh and Tyler Hero are, are liabilities defensively, but once they are hot, like they're hot, you know, like both of them. And Duncan Robinson is one of the players that is going to get a big contract because if we don't pay him, someone else will. Someone else is going to offer him because he has a unique skill set. He shoots the three uh very well. And, you know, he like like we just said, he puts effort on defense. He's not a great defender with by any account, but he puts effort on defense. And he, for the most part, makes the smart basketball play, you know, and which is something Tyler Hero has been lacking in, which, which I've been saying in the past couple of podcasts. Um, so what do you do with Duncan Robinson, Wes? Do you, do you pay him uh, to stay? And like when I say stay, I guess I got to put a number on, on what kind of contract would he get? I mean, are you paying 20, 25 million a year for, no. for Duncan Robinson? No. Okay. I'm Duncan. not paying him. I am not paying Duncan Robinson that money. And, you know, you alluded to he is a liability on defense. And what do the Miami Heat stand on? Defense. The only reason why he's still on the team is because he can shoot real good. So the so the liability is kind of offset. You know what I'm saying? You know, so so I wouldn't pay him same way like Ellington. I wouldn't, pay, you know, we, when we had Ellington on our team, he was playing just like Duncan Robinson. You know, right. and they're the same player. Exactly. You feel me? And, and, and you, you, you know, I don't want to go ahead and be stuck in a contract like we did with Deion Waiters 
like we did with, with, with Tyler Johnson, you know, what we did with Hassan Whiteside, all these players, you know, like you get in love with them, you know, but once you pay them that money, then, you know, they really turn to their true colors, you know what I'm saying, which right. is kind of average, you know what I'm saying? So me, I wouldn't pay them that money, you know, um, if anything, you know, like um, they could use um, the Miami Heat, same like they used the University of Miami as a stepping stone to actually get to the to the league for the for the for the college football or with the with the um NBA use the Miami Heat as a stepping stone to get paid somewhere else because we're not gonna give you all that money. Had Riley already learned his lesson, I really felt some type of way about Bam Adebayo paying him that money. And remember, I told you the only way I'm gonna pay him that money if his shot wind up getting consistent and he wind up putting in the work and his shot is consistent. So you know, it's not as consistent as it can be. Yeah, it still needs work. It still needs work, but but, but I trust it a lot more than I did a year ago. You know what I'm saying? So, so, you know, with Bam, you know, every off season, he add a little bit, bit of this and a little bit of that to his game. So that's always a good thing for me. But as far as what, um, with, with, um, Duncan Robinson, like we could always find shooters. Shooters is like, you know, something that, that the league produces. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can shoot, but can everybody play both sides of um, the basketball defense and offense? And again, even though you're trying, that's the reason why I'm giving you some, some love. You feel me? Um, I'm not going to go ahead and pay you that money. You could go ahead and go somewhere else and, and, and call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it, it depends on the number for me. It depends on what the number is. You yeah, know? of course. Like, like if, if, if you're going to give us a, like, a on-time discount. Yeah, if you're talking about, like, maybe, you know, $16 million, I, I, I could see that. But once you get into the 20s, I'm like, mm, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I exactly. Don't know. You know, exactly. I'd rather have a 3 and D guy, just like you said, than just a 3 guy. You know? Exactly, exactly. D. <laughs> you know, um, Sorry, I had to laugh at myself for that. But uh, <laughs> so, what, what, do you, then, what do you what do you think about um Draymond Green? I mean, I remember you guys wanted to say something about Draymond Green. Um, um, I think Chris was saying he go he went on um on Kevin Durant's podcast. Of course, Kevin Durant is doing a podcast. You know, I think he watched the Mark Westport podcast at one point. He's just like, "Yo, I could do this too." You feel me? If they could do it in the hood, then I could do it too. You know, so it is all good. And, and he basically is um, criticizing like the younger players of today, kind of like, you know, when um, MJ and all the other older players, you know, um, you know, didn't like the, 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 the younger players. They're like, ah, they're lazy or, you know, they're they're entitled or whatever it is. Every generation has something negative to say about the previous generation. You know what I'm saying? So so or, or the new generation. You know what I'm saying? You know Charles Barkley, he's one of the number one culprits. You feel me? He don't have no problem telling y'all y'all soft. He don't have no problem saying, like, I don't understand how they get all this money. He, you know, so, so, you know, I kind of agree with what he's saying. But he said, um, Draymond Green actually said they they soft as hell. They're entitled. I found myself this year trying to talk shit, um, shit to some of these young dudes that won't talk, you know, and they like trying to be your friend. I'm not trying to be your friend. I'm trying to win games, to be honest with you. Now, um, that's what the the the, the younger dudes um, do nowadays. You feel me? They want to be friends rather than put in the work. And that's kind of like one of the reasons why I feel like Jimmy Butler came to Miami, because he had that same issue when he was on previous teams, especially with, with um, Minnesota. You know, um, 
Like um, you had, uh, what's his name? You know, you had two younger players, Carl Anthony Towns, and I forgot the other person. I think he got traded to the Golden State Warriors. He was a shooting guard, you know? Well, anyway, um, those players, you know, um, it's, it's kind of like the infamy behind Jimmy Butler too, because the story is Jimmy Butler actually was criticizing them um, um, in the practice um, court and actually, you know, he came from somewhere while they was practicing, seeing that they was tripping. He still had a Rolex on and he destroyed the old, whole team by yeah. himself. You know I what I'm saying? Actually, so, yeah. so, 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 you know, going back to what Jimmy, uh, 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 um, Jimmy Butler um, was saying, you know, like the same thing around them lines. You know what I mean? Like these people are soft. They don't put in the work, you know, this, that, and the other, you know. And yeah, it is, it is kind of what United States are wind up becoming the united states is being soft the united states is being sensitive about every small little thing it's not just football basketball it's every every topic is yeah. you know is sensitive you know what i'm saying i agree, I, I agree. so 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 yeah. do i agree with draymond green yeah i agree with draymond green because i see it in everyday life you know what i mean like everybody's so sensitive about whatever you can't discipline your kids people sensitive about that you can't you can't criticize somebody whereas not saying you speaking down on somebody you just saying it's a fact you know but even though no you shouldn't have said that or you i don't know it's just this world yeah yeah i mean uh not too much i'm, I'm gonna say on that he pretty much said everything that that needs to be said i totally agree this world is soft uh and you know, extra sensitive. I mean, these kids these days are super sensitive about things. Uh, they need everything explained to them. Uh, it's, it's definitely it's definitely a different world out there than when we grew up. So it, it is what it is. And 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 I agree with, with Draymond Green and his stance on on players being either sensitive or uh, or soft. You know, I totally agree with that. Now, uh, one more NBA topic that we had was Steve Kerr uh, kind of came out and said, hey, um, you know, they're criticizing me uh, now because, you know, basically our team is not at a championship level. But when our team was at a championship level, uh, they, I was an offensive genius. So a couple of things comes to mind when I hear that, because one, I think coaching in basketball is overrated. I mean, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say only that. Only if you're not talking about Eric Spolster. I mean, yeah, Eric Spolster because he's home team, but I'm just saying overall coaching in, in the NBA is overrated. It's more about the players. If you have good players, you're going to have great teams for the most part. You know, like I, I understand, you know, some coaches – even when they have great players, still can't produce a great, uh, a, a large amount of wins. Those coaches are not great coaches. I get, I, I, and I understand that. But for the most part, like in, in certain sports, like baseball, the manager, even soccer to me, for the most part, if you have great players, you can win, you know, like, it's, it's all more so about, I think, and, and that's why, and this is no disrespect to Spolstra at all, but I think that's why Pat Riley said, you know what, 
this guy is basically an understudy of me. He's been studying me of what I did. He doesn't really have a lot of experience. There's a number of coaches that Pat Riley could have got who got more experience than him to, uh, you know, kind of uh, take Pat Riley's throne. But he was like, oh, I'm just going to give it to this guy who's smart. He's up and coming. It, it, he'll be for the cheap to pay for. Um, I'm just going to incorporate my system, my Pat Riley, um, you know, system into this franchise. And I'm just going to get the players that I want to win. Now, you could be the greatest coach in the world. But if you got scrubs on the team, they're not going to ball. And that's exactly what's happening to Golden State. And people were giving Steve Kerr all this credit when he was winning championships with Golden State. I was not one of them. I was not one of them at all. I was just like, yo, you have, I mean, it was embarrassment of riches when you had the Splash Brothers and Draymond Green. And you had a whole bunch of role players like Iguodala. KD. And, and then, no, I didn't even get to that part. <laughs> then you add KD into the mix. Come on, man. You add, so you literally have two of the best shooters of all time, not just now. Kevin Durant and Steph Curry are two of the best shooters to ever play the game. And you tell them, you, I'm supposed to give Steve Kerr the credit? No, you're supposed of, to give Mark that. Jackson the credit. Mark no. Jackson. Right. Mark Jackson built that, built the, the culture of that team. And he started, uh, you know, the trajectory of that team going up and Steve Curter kind of swooped in, got these other great players. And all of a sudden he's a great coach. No. Um, I mean, he implemented, he did implement a certain system, but that system is very similar as far as offensively, very sim- similar to the heat system, pass the ball around, keep passing it, cuts, move and get, get the best shot. Where, where you got Sean Bate, uh, Shane Battier wide open in the corner once you pass the ball enough. Like, that's the same type of offense that Eric Spolcher and the Miami Heat have been doing for years. But Spolcher is not getting the credit, you know, because, you know, for years, yeah, he had the big three era. He won two championships, went to four straight finals. But look you what know, he did only, last year. So they can't use LeBron, that no more. Right. Only because LeBron was gooking in the first finals and the last finals. you know is the reason why we don't have four straight championships exactly uh so it to me yeah my 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 point with all this is that coaching in basketball and other sports is overrated i think football it's important to get a good coach because as it's about system handling personalities you know and and coaching decisions in game are very important for a head coach because a, a head coach can change the strategy. They can go for it on fourth down. They can, you know, take guys out in, I mean, that's with every sport. Yes. But like, I just think with basketball and other sports, coaching is overrated and Steve Kerr is overrated straight up. Exactly. You know, same thing, you know, transitioning to another coach, you know, you got Steve Nash, you know, coach of the um, Brooklyn Nets, you know what I'm saying? You really think that it's reason you're on that team is winning is because of you? No, right. you got KD, you got James Harden, and then you got uh, 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 um, um, Uncle Drew. You know right. what I'm saying? Like you got Kyrie, Uncle Drew. So again, at the end of the day, you know, and they showing you like one person could chill at the crib for a month, we still gonna win. You know what I'm saying? And then right. all right, now nah, you go ahead and take a break now, and then I'm gonna come back, and then we still gonna win. You know what I'm saying? Right. So again, going back and piggybacking off what Mark is saying, like absolutely right. You know, the coach, like really, you know, don't really do much. You know, I mean, it's more like managing time and, you know, stuff like yeah. that is what they're actually doing. I mean, you see LeBron, LeBron be even formulating his own plays. He grabbed the, the actual board from the head coach and 
keep writing down what I want to get actually right. done. So that's a, that's another great example. Tyron Lou. Tyron Lou won a championship with the Cleveland Cavaliers, and obviously because LeBron was there with with uh, Kevin Love and um um who was the third guy they had? Damn, I'm not even guy. sure. You know, I hate the LeBron team. <laughs> oh, it was Kyrie, 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 LeBron James, and and Kyrie and Kyrie. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just talked about him. So um. Like, and then they left, and then what happens to Tyrone Lou? He gets fired. Why? Because he doesn't have the great players anymore. Exactly. Tyrone left. He's stuck there with Kevin Love, who who's just there trying to, you know, trying to maintain, you know, just to, just trying to maintain with one superstar. It's not going to happen in an NBA. You need at least, at least bare minimum, two superstars to be successful. You know? Exactly. And, and it's just, yeah, it, it, that's, that's, that's just my whole take on that whole situation. Um, we'll move on to the next topic. Uh, I do, since we're just talking about basketball, I do want to touch on the final four, bro. I know you probably didn't see it, bro. Yeah, I didn't see it. I ain't gonna lie. But this game, (laughs) this game was one of the best games I ever seen, bro. Like I got mad when you said that, you know, in pre-production, I'm like, you saying this is one of the best games you ever seen. I'm like, and I didn't see it, (laughs) even though I don't watch it. I'm like, damn. Bro, like it was back and forth from the jump. You had great plays. You had dunks. You had great defensive plays, blocks. That thing went to overtime, and then, and how it got to overtime was a, 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 a well, no, it, it got to overtime, and then it, in overtime, this dude, uh, Jalen Suggs, who actually is on um, Terrell Suggs's um, second cousin, by the way. Okay. Um, yeah. So cool. <laughs> yeah. So he. He plays for Gonzaga and, you know, uh, player from UCLA. So it's UCLA and Gonzaga in the final four. UCLA was, a, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're a blue chip program. You know, back in the day, they used to win a bunch of championships with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Bill Walton. And then more recently, they were competitive with Kevin Love and um, Russell Westbrook, you know. So they came out of nowhere. And... And, you know, a player goes, gets to the basket, scores it, three seconds left. Uh, they get it from half court. He, dude dribbles to half court, bombs it, and hits a three-pointer to win the game at the buzzer. Bank that thing in from basically half court. I mean, I was watching it with my brother-in-law. Me, me and my brother-in-law was like, yo, it, it was crazy. It was just a crazy game. But going into the championship game, which was like the, um, two days later, on Monday night, they played uh, Baylor. I was like, and Gonzaga, by the way, undefeated. They were an undefeated team. So this win kept them undefeated. Uh, they were trying to be the first team to go undefeated in college basketball since 1976. But they always lose. But they always lose. They've never, <laughs> they've never won a championship before. So we thought this was going to be the year. And everybody who who watches it was like, oh, Gonzaga's going to win the championship, finally. But to me, I knew Baylor was going to win this game because after an emotional game like that, you already feel like you won the championship, you know? And, and for you to, like, reset real quick and Baylor, their game before, they just blew the doors off of Houston. They came into that game and they just they just destroyed Gonzaga and Baylor is the championship, is the champion for the uh, – for college basketball. It was just a great game. That final four game was fantastic. Suggs is a guy who's going to be an NBA player. So look out for his, his name in the future, Jalen Suggs. What position does he play? He plays guard. Okay. Guard, guard. I was hoping guard. that he was like a like center a or something. Guard. 
he like two guards, so he could be like a wing uh, type of player. And on Baylor, since they won the championship, I got to shout out um, their player, Davion Mitchell. This kid is, is really going to be a player. He just declared for the NBA draft. So look out for him. He's a point guard. Uh, he was, you know, just a general on the court. And they had a, bu a bunch of great players, but it was a great Final Four showing. Uh, next okay. year, I'm getting both of y'all boys in it. I'm not taking <laughs> no from an answer. I'm taking at least $20 from both of y'all at least. <laughs> And we gonna put it into a for, to a pool uh, for for March Madness next year, so you could be hyped up about it just as much as I am right now. Okay, okay, you know, especially when you know I like winning, especially when there's money is involved. But 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 yeah, you know, piggybacking off what you were saying as far as with Gonzaga, you know, coming off that that big um, game that they had against um, was it was it um, UCLA. Carolina UCLA. Um, I just was like, I seen it. I seen the highlights, you know, I seen that shot, you know, I seen him jump on the scorer's table, yeah, you know, like Dwayne Wade, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I actually did see that, you know, um, but on um, piggybacking off what you were saying, like, um, um, and kind of now I understand like where Tom Brady was coming from when they actually was going to the Super Bowl and some of his teammates was like crying and stuff like that. And he was like, why y'all crying? We didn't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Now, again, you don't have a, 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 a MVP. You don't have someone that people consider a GOAT on the team to actually tell you these things. And you don't have someone that's on the team that actually won because you guys have a history of always losing. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even watch uh, um, college basketball too much like that. But I know Kelly Olenek came from Gonzaga. And I, I didn't like that team when he was on them also. You know, still wore the headband. I know he's a former Miami Heat player, but um, I guess I didn't like your team because, you know, of Kelly Olenek. You feel me? Because, again, like I said, he reminded me of Hanson, you know, and, and I kind of was good off it. But, yeah, you know, like, you know, coming off of a high like that, you know, it is kind of hard to go ahead and regenerate that same energy, you know. Um, and it, it's not like you know, the NBA, you know, or the NFL, where they give you like a week or two to, to, to like recontain yourself and, and, and get refocused. Now, I think they had only like a day or two, a few days um, before they actually had to go ahead and play in the championship game. You know, again, I didn't mind, you know, them losing because again, they're like the Cleveland Cavaliers of, of um, not Cle the Cleveland Browns of the league because they always <laughs> lose. It's just that they win before they lose. That's the only thing, but they always lose. So, so again, it kind of reminds me of, again, like the Buffalo Bills too. You remember in, 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 you know, when Doug Flutie always made it to the, to the Super Bowl and he always lost. Yeah. Uh, you mean uh, Jim Kelly? Jim Kelly, Jim Kelly. I'm saying yeah. Doug Flutie. Why am I saying Doug Flutie? Doug Flutie right. played for the Bills too. Uh, okay. 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 <laughs> you know, so, so yeah, you know, so, um, Hey, I mean, um, from the highlights, it did seem like it was a good game, at least the final four one that I seen where they when Gonzaga actually uh, won, but I didn't see the championship game. Um, hey, and not just that, even after the championship game, you know, it really that championship game really didn't mean much because I'm normally it's all over social media, they're still talking about it on ESPN for a few days. You know, it's like after like a day of that championship and them talking about it, it was done. Now we're going to the next topic again. So, yeah, so for yeah, me, 
you know, I think, matter of fact, I really think that they, they, yeah, uh, see, that's why. But I really think they spoke on the the Final Four game more than the actual championship game. And you saying it was a blowout, you feel me? All right, then I understand why they wasn't talking to it. It it was nothing to talk about. It was a blowout. Yeah, so, it, was, so, it was never close at all. That championship game, um, that Final Four game, however, is a classic. But, you know, they'll forever be remembered about that game and winning that game, but losing the championship. That that That's the part for, uh, for them that they got to live with. And like, yeah, we won that crazy game, that classic game, but we didn't win. You know, the New England Patriots, the New England right, Patriots exactly. was undefeated, <laughs> and then we lost to the Giants. Oh. That's exactly <laughs> what it was because Gonzaga was undefeated. You know, like that's the perfect analogy, actually, because you made it this far undefeated. The game before, classic game, you win at the buzzer, and then you get to the game and you lose the most important game of the season. So, it's like but- that song um, when they, <laughs> oh no. Oh no! Oh no! No! no. <laughs> Yo, that's exactly uh, what happened to Gonzaga. So whatever, we'll we'll see what happens to them next year. You know, next year they're gonna be in it again, and we'll we'll see if they can finally get that monkey off their back. Uh, but that's it as far as basketball is concerned. There's a couple of baseball, and it seems like every time we talk baseball, it's never about baseball. <laughs> it's always about some kind of political stuff around or surrounding. Um, yeah. baseball baseball you know, they're gonna try to find any way to get attention to baseball because a lot of people ain't watching it so. right exactly uh you know opening day was like last week and you know i mean and, and it didn't fall on the radar for me too much <laughs> not me neither <laughs> <laughs> like baseball it is what it is i know the marlins they ain't doing too good right now i get the updates with the scores so i can see they ain't doing too good but um but yeah so the all-star game was supposed to be held in atlanta and Georgia, as you might know, changed their voting laws recently. Uh, like some of the changes are controversial. And a lot of people are saying that they're trying not to have black people to vote with all these rule changes. I mean, that part is kind of subjective. And I'm not really giving my opinion on that as far as the voting laws and you know what they really mean, because that's very subjective of you know, of what they mean, you know, they could mean that, yeah, they might, it could mean that they don't want to get black people to vote. It could not, who knows, or maybe they just trying to stop fraud, fraudulent uh, voting maybe, but the, some of the, some of the uh, changes that they made is that absentee voting. Um, I, I read into it more that they will have it, but it, there's just more restrictions to absentee voting. So for example, I think if you live in somewhere else, but you're a Georgia resident, you can't vote by mail. Um, with your absentee vote, or you can't have food or drinks during the line in, in voting, or you can't, like, if you're at a church and everybody's like, oh, let's go and vote, you can't bring a busload of people to go vote in the polls. All, I mean, although, like I said, it's subjective, you have whatever your opinion on that. But the thing I want to say is that baseball decided to take a stand on something, and which is is not common with sports leagues period i mean nba they do they do a little bit here and there they do the black lives matter and they try to you know um promote equality and all of that they try to do something like that the nfl they're probably the worst at it i'm not gonna lie to you as far as having their players back so to speak you know um but the baseball i i, I commend them for taking a stand on something 
you know, like for you to say, hey, you feel like something is wrong. So you're going to change the all-star game to a different location. So as far as the reasons why you did it, subjective. I mean, that's questionable why you did it. But the fact that you did it, I give you props for making the decision. Because most of the, if this was a decision with the NFL, I don't think they do that. If this was the NBA, I don't think they did it. The NBA just had the all-star game in Atlanta. You know, so I, I guess when when you come to the NBA and the NBA is like, yeah, Black Lives Matter and all of that, right? But yet you still had this game in Georgia where they're changing laws that are allegedly not in favor of Black folks. So, I mean, I, I just give baseball props for taking a stand and saying, hey, we want um, these rules seem a little bit outlandish and some of them do seem a little bit outlandish and they do seem like they have a certain agenda to them. And I commend them for, for taking the stand to move the, the game, which is now in Colorado, which is one of the most liberal states in the country. Well, me, I have another stand on that. And I really don't like it. I don't like it because it's kind of going back to, you know, if you don't do this, I'm gonna do that. Like, that, you know, at the end of the day, like they knew how Georgia was before that even happened. Like, I don't understand why it's a big surprise now that, that you know, um, that that um, Georgia was changing certain laws to, you know, um, get certain things done or not done over there in their actual state. At the end of the day, you know, like, Georgia is being Georgia. I like people, like, again, if you're a racist, you know, I'm happy when you're racist out in the open and not pretending like you're, you're you like me or you're in favor of this or in favor of that. Because for me, I'm like, I'm looking at baseball like y'all fake. Because again, like what Marcus was saying, like y'all never took this stand. Now all of a sudden y'all want to take this stand? Where y'all was at five years ago? Where y'all was at when Colin Kaepernick was kneeing? And, and, and you have all these different- oh, that's, um, that's NFL, bro. I know, I know, but we're talking about politics. You feel me? And if we're talking about politics, it doesn't matter. NBA should speak on that stand. With Trayvon Martin, on uh, uh, LeBron James and the Miami Heat, and other, you know, uh, uh, organizations and different teams um, stood on that. Same thing, you know, Trayvon Martin happened in Miami and people was uh, in the NFL was talking about that also. You know what I'm saying? So, so me you, personally- so you mad I, that they didn't do this before? But you- who, what? The so, NBA? So you, mad, so you mad that they that the baseball didn't do a stance like this before? Yeah, I'm like, right now y'all being but fake. Y'all, y'all, they being it's fake for me. This month. Huh? This just the laws just changed now. They weren't yeah. the okay. Okay. See, but my whole thing is like still, regardless of the fact. And another thing, you know, like I don't like mixing politics with with sports. You feel I me? Mean? Like at the end of the day, you moving out of Georgia is not gonna change anything for me. If you like baseball, you're still gonna watch it, right? Yeah. Aren't you? But... You feel know I me? Mean? Like it's not gonna change certain things ain't gonna you you certain people doing certain things ain't gonna change. So again, Georgia is not going to change the laws now that you move from their city. It's still going to be like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I hear you. I mean, just like I know, I know, uh, like certain places, like certain places, I, I just won't, I just won't go. You know, um, it won't change their business, right? Like, for example, like Roundup, that that country western bar. Ever since Trump was in office, like I'm just like, nah, I'm not going there because these these Trump supporters, they they be wilding. And that doesn't stop the Trump supporter. That doesn't stop that business. 
but I'm taking a stance for myself, you know, like I'm not going to support someone who is not in support of me, you know, that, so that, I think that, that's that. the stance that they take and they're like, oh, this, this state and these laws are not in support of our players and our fans. So which I, it's elsewhere. Which, which I do understand and kind of that was, we, we kind of had like a debate on this before when we were talking about Colin Kaepernick and I respected that he took that stance, but I didn't respect that he stopped. You feel me? So baseball, you want to take yeah. a stand? Cool, take the stand, but please continue. Please continue with no, this stand. You feel me? Definitely disagree on that. So, so, so that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to take the stand, <laughs> take it. Enough. See, because Colin Kaepernick is individually. If we're, we're talking about baseball, you feel me? Baseball, yeah, you took this stand. There's going to be a lot of other politics that, that need to be um, stands taken. Please step up to the plate. When it happens, you feel me? When <laughs> that's all Colin I'm saying. Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick <laughs> continued to take a stand, even when no, we're not talking about when, Colin when Kaepernick right workout, now. We're not talking about, but you said, you said, you just said Colin Kaepernick, you mad at him because he didn't continue, but exactly. he had a workout and he continued with that same jargon and rhetoric of you know, Black Lives Matter and this and that. And look at him now. Don't see, but that's what I'm saying. He's still not in the league, so why stop? You're still not in the league. You're still not in the league, so why stop? You might as well keep fighting the fight. <laughs> I mean, they already blackballed you. Where, hey, where else can you go? You only Kaepernick, could go up from here, Colin Kaepernick. Only. Kaepernick has fought the good fight for long enough, man. He did this for years, bro. Like For Ooh. years. Like, Colin Kaepernick, he's fought this fight for years, bro. Come on. Like, when he first kneeled the first time, how long ago was that? Come on, man. That was a long like time ago. ago. At least that was Probably more than that, bro. Two or three years ago. I'm when he sure. was in the league? When was, well, I, I, I mean, if he was, like if he was, you if he was, he wasn't doing a great job at it because I didn't know about it. You feel what I'm saying? And I know sports he also. Took a stand? Wait, what are you talking about? That was news everywhere when he first um, No, I'm not talking about when healing stuff. Nah, I'm not talking about are you saying it happened when he first started kneeling or he was already on fighting the fight before he started kneeling. Because if you're talking about before the kneel, I didn't know him for fighting for that. No, I'm just saying since he started kneeling, he's been fighting this good fight since then. Okay. Right? And, and it's your opinion that he's fighting a great fight. And it's my right. opinion that he's not fighting a great <laughs> fight. He just, he had one round, you know, and there's still 11 rounds to go. Exactly. <laughs> that's what i'm saying you, you hold this dude to two of a high standard bro like come on man like nah, you i'm not like, see but again like, like, on, like what man. we say like, like what we say marcus everybody enough, is yeah, entitled yeah. to their opinion you feel like he's fighting the fight and i feel like he did a great thing but i don't think that he's continuing the fight like like you're saying you feel me again that's what we agree to disagree but again yeah. when it comes to major league baseball taking that stance I have that same stance. Again, y'all never stood up for nothing. I mean, you can actually- So, so, you, uh, so, you, mad, so you mad because they stood up now? No, 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 no. I'm mad, I'm, oh, I'm not mad about anything. You feel I me? Mean? Again, I'm like I was saying, saying before, like, when I was saying before, they didn't do I said, I don't respect it like that. You feel I me? Mean? It seemed fake for me. It seemed fake. And, and, and again, you could do positive things, but if it seemed fake, like, again, you're doing community service hours, that is great. 
But if the judge ordered you to do it, then it's not really coming from the heart. Community service doing it just because I want to do it is some, something completely different yeah, from but someone is, ordering me to actually nobody do ordered them, But nobody ordered them to do this. They did this no, on I'm just giving you an analogy. I'm giving you a perfect example of, again, they're doing example. this because <laughs> the rest of the United States is on this push right now. You feel well, me? But, but I just gave the example that these other leagues ain't never do that. That's my point. Like the NFL, oh, the, the NFL did, did it with Black Lives Matter. Like the NFL what, did it with Black they, Lives Matter. But what did they do? They still had the All Star Game in Atlanta, Georgia. Like you can say all that. See, that's what I don't respect. Like if you if you're gonna say all this Black Lives Matter stuff, but you ain't never gonna really put something into action then you just doing it for promotional stuff. You're just doing it for the limelight. You're doing just doing that's it for exactly what the NBA did. The NBA did the same thing. You put in Black Lives Matter on the court that's like I care. I don't NBA. care about that. I, re I told you I respect it. I, same, I, 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 I respect it. I respect, I respect that. that they did it. But what I'm saying is it's different from Colin Kaepernick because you're saying that he fought, he fought a great fight. Cool. We could agree to disagree. When it comes to, to, to them, their MLB, Okay, you stood on this. There's other things that's gonna happen. I want to see the same thing. I don't want you to be in the first quarter and then you 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 did the fight in the first round. You was going blow for blow, and then once you got to the fifth round, you stopped. You feel me? No, I want you to keep going, keep fighting the fight. You feel me? If it's if it's for for equal opportunity for women and they do some green shit to women. You know, you go ahead and speak on that. You know, you may not have your 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 baseball game in that state because it's just fortunate that it happened in Georgia right now and it's in Georgia. It's just, you know, it just happened to be like that. But let's just say you're fighting for um, um same-sex marriage because they're trying people. You feel me? Speak on that, MLB. Same thing with these other things. You feel me? Like, speak on that. Don't just, like, you did this one thing and then you absolved for anything else that's happening in the world. You feel me? That's what I say. I'll continue to fight. You feel what I'm saying? And it's not like Colin Kaepernick now because they're the ones paying everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's different. You feel me? When you're the owners, I, if the I, owners are fighting this fight, I respect it more when the owners are fighting the fight compared to the players because, you know, like the players don't do what they can, but it really mean nothing if the, if, if, the, if the owners don't care. The owners is gonna take that money away from you, just like they did Colin Kaepernick. They're gonna blackball you. So again, if the owners are fighting the fight, who's getting blackballed? If the owners are fighting the fight. If the owners in MLB, NFL, if they're the ones, you know, kneeing and doing this and doing that, you feel me? How can they get blackballed? They're not getting blackballed. A player could get blackballed. And I kind of could feel you with the Colin Kaepernick thing. Damn, he sacrificed so much. La, da, 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 da. Let him do his own thing now. All right, cool. Whatever. But if the owners are speaking up, just like, again, MLB is the owner speaking. It's not MLB. Remember, MLB is the combination of all these owners that own these teams. If they are agreeing that we're going to leave um, Georgia because of the laws that they put in place, boom, yeah. clap, 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 clap. But again, when there's more police brutality, speak on that. When it's um the like I was saying with the same sex marriage, if, if, I mean, if that's what you agree on, speak I on mean, that. That's fine. I mean, that's fine. If they can continue this type of movement, great. But I'm still gonna give them credit because it's more than what the NFL and the NBA. Or Which I am. See, Marcus, I'm so, giving I, them credit. 
Okay. I'm just so, like, so I want I them to continue the that's fight. That's <laughs> continue the fight. You feel me? Because nine out of ten times, people people do stuff. They give them credit, but they don't they don't say what I'm saying right now. I'm gonna give you your credit, but I still expect more from you. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna give you your credit, but don't think that just because you did this one thing that you're absolved from speaking out on other issues, political issues, and stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. But you know, they uh, uh, as far as the other three major sports, besides hockey, actually, hockey has the least amount of black folks. They don't even have as many black folks as basketball or NFL. So if there's a league that should have took a stance like that, it's the NFL or the NBA. And the fact that the MLB came out and did this, I give I give them props for doing it. And I totally agree. Yeah, they should continue to do that. And, you know, until we get some real laws changed and, you know, and once we change laws, then, you know, we'll really see a, a difference down. But it does start with, with moves like this. So I just have to... You know, give them props. And, 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 and even with those laws that they changed, if you really want to vote, you're going to vote. I'm just being real with you. Like, you know, yeah. I know I know standing in them lines, it'd be stressful. It'd be hot as hell. You know, certain people don't have transportation to get to these voting polls, you know, yeah. like. But again, at the end of the day, like, look, well, adversity, if you want to do something, put your mind to it, you're going to do it. So, like, forget all these obstacles that they trying to throw in front of us. It doesn't matter. If I want to vote, I'm going to vote. Give you an example, like when down here, when, when it was voting time, you know, like this whole time I, ha I have this one place that I vote at, you know, this was my section, you know, and day of, you know, luckily I went early, you feel me? And I ain't really had to wait long, but I went early. And it was still kind of, I still had to wait a little bit, but not too much to complain. You know what I'm saying? I think I waited like maybe like 25 minutes. When I got to the line, they say, that's, this is not my, my, my voting poll no more. I'm like, what? Nobody told me nothing. I came here last time and voted. You feel me? On the card, it says that I'm coming over here. I had to go to another school and I waited in line longer. You feel me? Like for like an hour and 30 minutes. You feel me? Luck again, I went early. Imagine I would have went late. You feel me? I wouldn't have got an opportunity to vote. But still, even though they made me go somewhere else and I was inconvenienced, of course, I was still kind of mad a little bit. I still made it happen because I told myself I was going to vote. So it don't matter. They don't want you to come with these, these vans and these buses and hey, it is what it is Uber. And if you don't got money for that, then, then, then find a way because like back in the days we made it work with the civil rights movement, you know, people carpooled. If you can't do that right now, what they going to tell you, they can't tell you about, they can tell you something about a bus. They can't tell you nothing about your own vehicle, you know, you know, take your neighbor to the poll, you know, um, yeah, take your yeah. families to the poll, you know, go a little earlier for the poll. Don't wait to the last minute like we always do. You know, we back. We always wait for the last minute. Shit. You feel me? Go early. You feel me? So you don't have to deal with the bullshit. So at the end of the day, they're going to George are going to try to throw them, them, them obstacles in front of us. And at the end of the day, you know, this year's election showed that those obstacles can't get 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 uh, uh, um, um, jumped over them hurdles we're gonna go over them hurdles yeah, absolutely. And, and, yeah and i call gonna, it a day i was gonna make that point because georgia is one of those uh you know uh swing states you know sometimes it's red sometimes it's blue this year it was blue last time it was red so it seems like you know you know this is conspiracy theory that they are 
the Republicans are trying to make this red. And these are kind of the tactics that they're trying to use to make it back red. I mean, that is like the 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 overall theme, but it's subjective. Like I said before, when I started this topic, that's really subjective. And I agree with you. Um, you know, if you really want to vote, you can vote. Go ahead and vote. And, until they say black people can't vote, you you can vote. Make it happen. <laughs> you, know? you know what I mean? So, so yeah, that, that that's all I wanted to really, you know, talk about too much about the that topic. Um, we got the boxing match coming up between Jake Paul and Ben Askren. Just to give you a brief overview of both of these guys, Jake Paul, YouTuber, uh, fought a couple YouTube fights. One of very famous, knocked out Nate Robinson, clean with his butt in the air. So, yeah, put him. Yeah, put him to sleep. Put him. Put him into a. Damn. <laughs> He put him in the sunken place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put him in the sunken place. I couldn't say it better myself. Um, so he's got a lot of hype around him now. Ben Askren is a UFC fighter. He's more of a grappler, wrestler type of guy. He gets you on the ground. He's not really a stand up and fight you type of guy. Um, and this is going to be a boxing match. So you kind of have somewhat of an amateur slash professional, you could say, boxer against a professional UFC fight. Now, I've heard Jake Paul actually on the radio. He was actually on the on the local radio down here in South Florida, and he was talking so much shit, bro. Like, about what, <laughs> about what he's going to do to Ben Askren. It's going to be an easy fight for him. He doesn't know why he's fighting him. He, I mean, he's just making Ben Askren uh, more famous. I was like, whoa, he's really going in. But at the same time, I love it. Me too. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love the fact that he's bringing attention to boxing one. And I love the fact that he's talking smack. You know, this is like one of the great uh, smack talking boxers. Kind of uh, like, 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 like Mike Mayweather Tyson. And Mayweather, Tyson, Ali, these guys talked a lot of smack and they backed it up most of the time. I uh, was the worst one. I'll, chew, I'll, I'll eat your children. <laughs> praise D to Allah. When when, when oh, Mike yeah. Tyson said that, yeah, I was like, about, God yeah, damn! Yeah. Like, eat your children. Praise to Allah. I was just like, man. So this is this puts uh, brings up some hype. So I like I like to see fights, and yeah, I like to see fights with a little bit of hype. And I'm glad uh, Jake Paul is bringing hype to this fight. Now Ben Askren. Um, Famously, most famously for me, is the the guy who got knocked out in the fastest amount of time by our home team guy, Jorge Masvidal. The famous um, knee. Yeah. <laughs> the flying the flying, knee. <laughs> the flying knee. I mean, Masvidal was just chilling on the gate at first, just chilling like he wasn't going to do anything. They ring the bell. He runs up with the knee, knocks him clean out, and, like, puts him to sleep as well. So... We got when Ben Askren got put to sleep, and we got when Nate Robinson got put to sleep. So to me, I don't really know what to say about this fight. This fight is not this Saturday, but next Saturday. I don't really know what, what this fight. I called the last fight wrong because I thought Nate Robinson was going to do a little bit better than yeah, what too. he did the last time. It was hope. So, <laughs> it was hope and dreams. <laughs> so, I mean, Askren, um, from what I've seen, I haven't really seen him box well. He's he's not a stand-up fighter like a Masvidal or like a Usman. You know, he's not one of these stand-up type of fighters. So we've seen what happens with UFC fighters when they when they get into the ring with a boxer, though. 
you know, we've seen what happened to McGregor, you know, and, you know, there's been other fighters who get into the, to the ring boxing and they realize, hey, this is a different game. So I actually think Jake Paul is actually going to beat Ben Askren. <laughs> you know, um, I, I just feel like, and he's being co-signed by some of the greats, including Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is, is co-signed on Jake Paul um, because he's bringing that attention that we love to the, the sport of boxing. So I think he is not going to knock him clean out like, like he did Nate Robinson, but I think he somehow finds a way uh, to win. I do feel like he does knock him out, but like in late rounds. And I agree. You know, just going on what you're saying, like, I mean, we got Nate Robinson. He's an athlete, played basketball, has nothing to do with hands, throwing hands. Now, if it was a regular street fight, then probably he had a chance. You feel know I me? Mean? But if you're just talking about boxing, he had no chance. And we were both wrong. You feel know I me? Mean? Again, it was the hopes and dreams of hoping that Nate Robinson, you know, he, he did something good. Because, again, at the league, when he was in the league, he was like one of the smallest guys. So you always root for the smallest right. guy. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? So, 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 and he always was fit. And was, I seen the workout he was doing, you know, it, I, again, when you're training, you, you look at somebody, they're like, oh my God, boy, they looking like a beast. And then they go in the ring and then all that training went out the door because with Nate Robinson, like he, he had no strategy. He just ran into punches. You know what I'm saying? Now, 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 uh, um, you know, piggybacking off of that and going on, um, you know, um, Jake, Jake Paul's, um, opponent, you know, you, you, you a uh, known MMA fighter, but known for fighting and grappling. This is boxing. There's no grappling. Well, it's grappling if you're getting knocked out. You feel me? And you got to hold, hold your composure. Let me grab him real quick so he don't lock me out. Now, you can maybe save with that, you know, but but if, if, if you're anything like Nate Robinson, and again, he was an athlete, you're an athlete, you can probably take a hit, but I think you're still going to get knocked out. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so. Um, you know, I think Jake Paul is going to go ahead and do you in sooner than later. I think you will be knocked out like maybe in the second, possibly the third round. If you make it that far, I'm giving you the third round because, again, you be taking kicks to the face. MMA, you taking kicks to the face, all type of different things. So, I, I you know, I know um, that you well, the knee to the face kind of took you out. But again, regardless of the fact. Uh, I know you can actually probably take a punch. You know what I'm saying? And you know what they say, you know, sometimes um, you get stronger, you know, after getting hit. So hopefully that knee made his brain and his his noggin get a little stronger. You feel me? And so when Jake Paul, you know, give him the business, he can actually eat those um, blows and, and, and recover or grapple until he recovers. So again, regardless, I say Jake Paul is going to go ahead and, and end this sooner than later. Again, I say second round, third round, the 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 latest, and that's because you're an MMA uh, um fighter. Besides that, it's another loss. Now, again, will I probably be staying up to watch this? I uh, depend. If it's a one o'clock, I do not know I'm gonna stay up to watch you. It has to be someone like Mike Tyson. I stayed up to watch that fight. You know what I'm saying? Even though they're old. You know what I'm saying? So again, um. Hopefully I'm not doing anything and I'm up. I didn't eat anything um, late because, <laughs> you know, once I get that food in me, that eye is going to kick in and I'm going to be gone for the count, you know. But again, we'll see. Again, like Marcus said, the fight is not this weekend. Um, I think it's a, a week from now. You know, um, hopefully you guys can go ahead and watch that fight and, and, and see that me and Marcus was right 
with Jake Paul um, winning, and hopefully he knocks him out in the second or the third round so I can be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and let us know. Let us know what y'all think in the comments. You know, let us know who you think is going to win that fight uh, next week. Uh, one more quick uh, topic I wanted to talk about is that uh, there was a woman who was hired as a coach for a minor league baseball team, and so it's the first time, and she's a black woman, uh, first time that we have a woman coaching uh, a, a minor league baseball team. So I wanted to just pose this question to you, Wes. Um, baseball is not very physical. You know, it's not a really physical sport. Now, now these pitchers, obviously strong. These hitters, obviously strong as well. But I, don't, I bring up all that to say is, is I don't see why a woman can't play baseball with men i really don't see any reason why they cannot play baseball with men like if there, is a, if there is a baseball player woman who is good enough to pitch right and good enough to hit consistently what is the reason why they can't play with a man because there's no real physical contact there is some physical contact like if you have a play at the plate that's pretty much like the only physical contact in baseball but but that's contact. But if you're a woman and you agree to play baseball with men, then you should be okay with having that play at the plate with in baseball. You know, I I mean, I just wanted to pose that that question to you. Why not women playing baseball, coaching baseball? I don't understand like why they have separate softball. They have right. softball for women, for which is because they because because and, and I understand they're not overall as strong or as fast. But if there's a woman who is strong enough and, and who is fast enough to play baseball with men, why not? Because I, I you know, what you exactly said, you know, at the plate, you're going for home for to home plate, and you know, sometimes there is big collisions there. They actually kind of changed some rules recently um right. behind that. But still, regardless of the fact, no, I don't want to have because to because America's soft and, and the world yeah. is soft. Yeah, see, but of course, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to even have to, you know, worry about that. You feel what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, like, it's just like, why don't you have your own league? You feel I me? Mean? Like, why are you trying so hard? It's not like you don't have baseball. You have women baseball. You know what I mean? It's not baseball. It's softball. Exactly. Because they're softer than men. You feel me? They can't hit <laughs> harder than men. Like, what are you talking about? That's the whole reason why they call it softball. But again, <laughs> At the end of the day, no, that's just going to open the door for other sports to go ahead and try to do the same thing. You see what they're already trying to do um, with 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 football. You had that female kicker, I think, you know, I'm like, like, what are we doing over that, here? That I totally don't agree with. I'm like, what are you talking about? So so my whole thing is so, you know, kickers get blindsided, you know, and some of these kickers, they wind up having to punt the ball. And then, you know, like, you know, you're getting hit now. I, I just don't think it's a good look. One, it's not a good look because when I hit you, you know, like I don't need nobody coming after West because I don't hit a female. You didn't know she was, I'm trying to win the damn game. I ain't worried about she a female. She's playing the same sport as me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like if, if a woman, if a woman is a catcher, right. And I'm coming around that third base and I'm coming home. I don't care if you're a woman. I'm I'm gonna come out. Th- I'm gonna come at you with full force because you agreed to play a sport with men. I think 
it's uh, the only the only issue I think we will have is the issue in the locker room, I guess, you know. And that's another problem. That, like, that's that's the only kind of issue, but like you don't have to be naked in the in the, in the freaking locker room. And if you get weirded out by a guy being naked in the locker room or a girl, vice versa, then that's your problem. You I don't know? think the like, men's gonna be I don't think the men's gonna have a problem with the female being naked, but I think the female gonna have a problem being in a room with like 20 men that's naked and she's the hey, only it, one. See, that's the thing. Like if you if, if this was like this is hypothetical, obviously, but like if if this was a situation where a woman could play, then you can't have no issues with a with a man running around naked. You can't have an issue with a man coming out coming at you full speed. Nah, but um, then she gonna come out like like these twenty two women and say people was inappropriate. He was swinging his meat behind me. You feel me? He was doing this. He was doing that. That shit happens now, regardless, man. And it's forever gonna happen. But I just thought it was interesting because you know baseball not really a physical sport. It's more of a mental game. If you ask me, there is some strength and endurance involved, obviously, but um. Nah. For the most part, it's not a physical sport. So I, I thought I, you, I really thought it was really gonna be about the 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 um, head coach, the female head coach. I was like, okay, yeah, it's cool, you know, like she should be able to coach this, that, and the other. But like playing in the game, no, I do not think that we should be mixing, you know, men playing with female in any sport. Why? Because like if she's playing football, if she's playing hockey. If she like again, like what we said I, in the previous, I don't agree with that. Like because even in golf, like what? Who's to say that a woman can't play golf with a man? Like it's the yeah, but that's a different sport no though. Contact. There's no contact. See, come on, Marcus. That's what there's I'm no, saying. There's no contact with that sport. It, it, MLB, even though even though you have rare situations where where there's contact, there's contact in that sport. Even though it's small, there's some golf. There's none. Tennis, there's none. Swimming, there's none. We could go ahead. Y'all want to integrate those things? It's all good because there's no contact. It's just, you know, your 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 pure pure knowing how to play the sport. But if it's something like football, MMA, boxing, you know, any one of these things, no, oh, yeah. I do not those, agree. Yeah, those goes without saying. <laughs> <Those> <laughs> no, goes you, without no, saying. no, no. It goes again. What we say on the Mark Westport podcast: common sense is not common. So again, we have to say that because you got dumb people that listen also. You know what I'm saying? It's not just geniuses that's listening to the Mark Westport podcast. You got all type of people that's listening. So you got to give all different points because when we do sign off, you know, they don't have no explanations. They don't know what we really meant, you know. So we want to give them all those different avenues and different perspectives on how we really think before we actually sign off. So um, yeah, it, you know, yeah. But again... Yeah. <laughs> yeah speaking of signing off and right before we sign off uh, i do want to touch on the hurricanes just a little bit since i got the hurricane background and we going into spring scrimmage number two um you know catch the benjamin report uh, uh on footballhotbed.com where i kind of break down the quarterbacks that that we have and the potential of our quarterback room really going back to the glory years and I really think it's a possibility because from what I'm hearing about Jake Garcia, I'm hearing that he's the guy, like he is going to be that guy moving forward. Of course, he's going to bat battle with Tyler Van Dyke, who is one year ahead. So he's, you know, he knows the system one year ahead of Jake Garcia. But from what, from the gist of what I'm getting is that Jake Garcia is, is ahead of the curve 
Um, and then you already have Derek King for one more year. Obviously, hopefully he balls out in this last year and he's going to mentor these young guys. So you got you got those two. And we got another recruit coming in, Ja'Curi Brown from Georgia. So it seems like it's getting back to where you had a consistently good quarterback every year, just like in the 80s and 90s. So tonight is when they have their second scrimmage. Uh, Coach Diaz said they're going to throw a lot more defensive schemes at these quarterbacks to really see what they can do. So if he, so what to look for is really if he can perform well again, uh, just like how he did in that first scrimmage, because he, you know, and, and Xavier Restrepo, by the way, the young slot receiver from Dillfield Beach, um, who was a really, really good kid. I, you know, I used to talk to his mom during seven on sevens, who, you know, was always into the games and, you know, he went to Deerfield because he wanted to graduate early so he could get to UM early. And it seems like Xavier Restrepo is going to be the next Braxton Berrios. You know, he's going to be that next player slot guy who's going to be dependable because he scored two touchdowns in the uh, scrimmage, uh, one from Garcia and then one from, from Van Dyke. Of course, King is not, you know, playing yet. He's still recovering from his injury. So that's something to look out for uh, this spring. Also, Zach McLeod, he's moved from linebacker to defensive end. So, and they said he's adjusting really well. Um, and to add to depth, the defensive end, because after him, you got a bunch of young guys. You know, you got Jabari Harvey, who's a young guy. You got Chance Williams, who's a young guy. And these are basically freshmen that didn't play last year because mostly because of COVID, you know, situations. So I think the future looks, it's starting to look really, really bright for the Hurricanes. It's still a question mark as far as, DBs and um, linebackers, you know, because Corey Flagg, they say he's supposed to be the guy that's really stepping up at linebacker. And then Avante Williams, the safety who was out last season, seems like he's really taking over and they're going to move Amari Carter to the striker position. And then you have Tyreek Stevenson, who I heard is also balling, who I'm a big fan of because I covered him in high school all throughout, um, basically all throughout uh, high school when he was out Southridge and South Dade. Uh, so he is a player who I love. I think he's one of the best. He was one of the best athletes in South Florida when he played in South Florida. So that means a lot. He went to Georgia, decided to come back and transfer back home. It was always between Georgia and Miami the whole time. He chose Georgia on, uh, it was uh, the All-American game. He announced it, announced it then, decided to come to Miami. And I'm just going to say it right now. He's going to be the starting cornerback. For the, for the for Miami Hurricanes. That's my bold prediction. He's going to start over either DJ Ivy or uh, Al Blaze, which is not saying a lot because they haven't really <laughs> done much last season, in my opinion. Yeah, we was know, giving but, them the business. <laughs> right. We were giving them business every week, those guys. So it's, I, I think it's going to be one of those guys plus Tyreek Stevenson as your two corners. And then you got Amari Carter, you got Bubba Bolden, and then you got – um. Avante Williams playing. So it seems like the DBs are going to be set. Linebackers, I'm still kind of a suspect. Manny Diaz said that's going to be a focus for him, stopping the run and creating the run. You know, so, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, there should be a, a report, another report on the second scrimmage. So look out for the Benjamin report on that. So that is the update with the Miami Hurricanes. But that's all I got for this podcast. And you got anything else? Nah, so you know, so without without anything else, you know, gotta give another shout out to 
um dmx rest in peace sleep in peace you know uh, unfortunately i did not want to have to say this you know but but again you know um sleeping sleep in peace and, and, and you know we'll eventually um see you when we get there you know i know you're making music already up there right now you know so um that will conclude and end the mark westport podcast we'll see you guys next week